Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and I've got uh, Jason, ninth place Alvy. What's up? And uh, David, second place Gosselman. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, <laughs> or, respectively, or respectively second and ninth. Hell, Bobby, I was high when I said that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we're obviously we're still coming down a little bit off of our super qualifier <laughs> high from Saturday. Um, we want to talk about our, we're going to talk about our super qualifier a little bit. Um, talk about our uh, questions we got in our group community questions. Um, talk about the rules, the new rule stuff. What do we got? Mind control and hypersonic to talk about today. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Jason will probably have to drop, and then we will talk about uh, Little Rock and Atlanta, and I think that's it. And Ooh. Bountiful, we gotta talk about Bountiful Utah, Utah, Utah. What? Bountiful Utah. You know, it's Utah. Bountiful Utah was the city where they had a, a third stop in the Majestic Open Series. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Are things in Utah bountiful? Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I can't confess that I know much about Utah, so. Um, they have a, a lake that's full of salt. Right, which doesn't say bountiful to me, but that's only in one part, obviously, so. Right. Mm. So, well, I mean, we want to talk about our uh, super qualifier, right? Yeah. Um, we had 28 people, five rounds of Swiss, top eight cut. Um, Tyler Spees, you slept and kept us from having a top 16. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I mean, it was a good showing. We obviously we would have liked to have had more people, um, but it is what it is. I think uh, as a judge, everything went okay. Saturday, I didn't have any too crazy rule interactions, which is what I like about limited. Not a bunch yep. of extra crazy interactions on the map. Seemed pretty smooth overall. I think. Yeah. Did you have a lot of judge questions? Um, I had a few, nothing that I didn't, uh, nothing that I couldn't overcome, thankfully. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, I I was kind of busy playing, so. Yeah, yeah, Dave and, uh, Dave and Jason and Kyle, we had, uh, 
Dave, Jason, Kyle, Sam, Luke, Luke, Luke Jeremy. Jeremy. So all six of us uh, played. All six of y'all played. Um, so I actually ran it all by myself. Um, once Kyle, well uh, once Kyle got uh, uh, crit hit, pulse waved by you, he uh, he helped me run the run the win a little bit. So <laughs> the win is awful. If it was, if the win worked better, running these events would be a lot smoother. Yeah, there's a serious bug with those drops getting yeah. put back in right now. Yeah, the drops, the drops are awful. Um, and then I don't know. I just, I mean, I work with a lot of software at my job every day, and the the win system doesn't feel to be like that high quality of a product. Um, it seems kind of piecemealed together more so than anything, but. I mean, it's kind of hard to complain about something that's free, I guess, to use. Yeah, uh, I suppose. But, I mean, it, it just helps the quality of the tournament, right? The easier the tool is to use, the the smoother and faster more stores will want to run tournaments. It's kind of my thought on it. But no, other than that, um, Jason, fill us in, man. How was it? The first rocks and States... Of 2016, yeah, it was pretty fun. I had a good time. Uh, I played uh, double coriander, uh, mini shredder, clone shredder with ocean resurrection, uh, red hood and the outlaws on Corys, and uh, symbiote was my team, which is a pretty fun team. I love those shredders and those corianders. Uh, let's see. I guess if I just go through my matches, I guess. Yeah, sure. Give us a quick rundown uh, of your matches. I think I, played, I think I played a guy named Josh Burns, I think, the uh, first round. Uh, he was playing a team, I think it was Nick Fury, Iceman, Gene Gray, uh, the 25-point Harley Quinn, uh, and Speed Freak, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I won I won map roll and played on the office map. Uh, I moved up, got the symbiote, hid behind the center room, trying to force him to come down to me. And he he finally shot through the wall, TK'd out, speed free, came down, uh, tried to hit coriander and missed. And then oh, and he had he had the fast forces domino twenty five points too. Um, he ran back uh, to the other side of the room. And I wound up uh, hitting him with Coriander for four, and then uh, both Shredders pen damaged him for a kill. Killed uh, Domino, and then uh, Fury came down and tried to shoot me. He missed. Shredder shredded him. Cory punched him. That was pretty much all she wrote. Um, so I wiped that game. <clears throat> he had some bad rolls, and I was just rolling like a madman <laughs> in that game. Um. I played Bob Gowan in the uh, second game. Uh, he had a Nick Fury, Jakeem, Gene Gray team uh, with Alpha One. Uh, one map, I went back to the office map. We kind of danced around, positioned uh, for a good long time. Uh, he blew out a wall, running him, TK'd in Alpha One, uh, pulled me in with Alpha One's power with Coriander, missed his attacks. Um, I wound up killing uh, Alpha One, but he killed a Coriander. Uh, and at the end of the game, I wound up uh, running down the map, punching Nick Fury for with Coriander, 
hit him with Mini Shredder for another pin damage, but left him with one click left. Uh, I didn't realize there was time was pretty much up at that point, and uh, game was called, and I was behind, so I lost that one. Uh, should have killed, should have killed Jean Grey in hindsight, which would have put me just enough over to kill him. Um, so we're one and one. That... We're not killing Bob. We just mean his points, right? Put you over on points. Yeah, but we just enough over on points to to, uh, to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should have tried to kill Bob. No, I said I should have tried to kill Jean Grey. Is what I said. No, you said K- could... you should KO him. Uh, well, taking him out. Yeah. KO Nick Fury. Poor Bob. This is your last trip to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, damn you! It's your uh, last trip anywhere, Bob. <laughs> so one and one. Then I played uh, Matt Gretchenos the next round, and his dice were just on fire. He couldn't miss an attack, and I couldn't hit one. I whiffed four times trying to kill JW Green Lantern, uh, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, didn't get many points there, so that hurt me. Uh, I played round four. I played Michael Baker. He had a Pog team. Devil Dinosaur, Penguin, Pizza Face. Uh, didn't have much problem mopping that up for a full win. Uh, and then round five, uh, see, I got to play Easton Brock, <laughs> who was on my list of people to play last time we talked about that. Uh, and he had an X-Force team with, with uh, two 35-point dupe, Shifting Focus, uh, Deadpool, two of those. I get Storm, uh, Sunfire. I think it's actually an X Men team, sorry, not X Force. And um, it was an X Men team with the X Force ATA. Yeah, ATA. Yeah. So they all had sidestep, I believe it was. Uh, he had all the shifting focus Deadpool's available. Uh, Vanisher, fifty point Storm, and fifty point uh, uh, Sunfire. Uh, he won the he won the map roll. Uh, I managed to kill one of the dupes the first round. He had a coriander. I killed the other dupe the next round. Uh, he knocked uh, knocked head knocked coriander to pulse wave, so I managed to pulse wave almost the whole team. Um, and I just kind of picked him apart from there. His dice didn't exactly help him out. So I can say I beat Easton Brock if nothing else, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, and that left me with twelve hundred points for the five rounds, and wasn't enough to get in top eight, unfortunately. Yeah, so our... Because uh, some jerk got 8th place going into Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, what was funny, so 5 rounds, 400 points each, right? That's uh, 2,000 points possible, right? 7th um, uh, seed was a Trent uh, Morello from Columbus and uh, eight, at 1827, and Dave was 8th seed at 18.24. And unfortunately, Jason was ninth place at 1,200 points. So, yeah, you you, left me out in the cold. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, if it was like 18.21, right, if you were three points behind Dave or something, you know, uh, Dave Dave killed a lot, so. Yeah, well, we don't all have Crane. (laughs) Thanks, Tyler Speeds, for not making it to the top 16. Yeah. Damn. Hateful. <laughs> well, then we just would have played each other, Jason. How would we have played each other? That would... uh, oh, wait. Let's, yeah, because the 8 and the 9 would play each other. Oh, would they have? Well, uh-huh. okay. Never mind, then. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun <laughs> at all, either. 
No, I wouldn't have. But I had a good time. It was nice to get back out and get up there. I think I played pretty well. I don't think I had any real problems with anything I did. Just the uh, dice didn't help me out uh, in one game, and uh, we I just didn't didn't go didn't push fast enough in the other game. So it happens. Yeah, the Corey team is solid, but you know, like we we discussed it throughout the week. Whenever you decide you're going to play it, it's just you were going to have to roll hot because there's no support to the team. There's no perplexes. There's no real outwits. There's no probability controls. It's all good tech with uh, needing hot hot dice rolls. Well, other than the one game, I don't think the dice rolls bothered me, but if Matt's dice hadn't have been super hot, I probably would have been fine there, too. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, for, you know, for not having done that in nine months, I think I did pretty well. Oh, yeah. definitely, man. I think you did well, yeah. You didn't you uh, didn't yell at anybody, so I was proud of you. Oh man, he was so <laughs> on edge all week. <laughs> you, uh, I told him. I told him. Uh, I think Thursday night. I was like, "Man, you've been kind of on edge this week. I hope you calm down by Saturday, or you're probably gonna jump across the table and try to strangle someone." I think I was pretty calm all day. You were. You, you were good around uh, Saturday. You were good and. Uh, I think you were good about Thursday. I think you just needed to get some clicks in. Yeah. So what you're saying is Jason needed the, uh, you know, just like he needed before he went on a date in his youth. He just needed, <laughs> he just needed a little release. A little release he needed to get the poison out. Yeah, a little, yeah. Re- little release before the big day. I'm yep. going out with a loaded gun. Yeah. Yeah, it was loaded, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad they so, shut down that massage parlor in the mall, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that would that could have been a big attraction. Yeah, that's probably right? a story for another time, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go uh, look massage parlor in Owensboro, Kentucky. You'll you'll get the point. If you don't already. So, uh, Mr. Dave here ended up second for the day, so congrats, Dave. Thanks much. Yep, good job. You, uh... I do what I can. It's okay, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad you joined in, you're joining me in the, uh, second place club. <laughs> the second place club! Yeah, we, uh, we were all in the second place club, uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a, a bad club to be in. It's just not, like... A fun club. It's just not the first place club, right? Right, right. That club was really sweet. I like being in that club. <laughs> oh, well. So, well, Dave, you want to run us through your day? Sure. Um, my team was Crane, Justin Seifert, Batmite, Night Nurse, Clarion, the Witch Boy, and Isaac Bot. Uh, similar to what I played in Florida... But, I mean, at least when you look at the build, you go, oh, okay, four out of whatever, six pieces are the same. But the way it operated was completely different, which was awesome. Um, let's see, round one, I played Kyle Cooney, who just so happened to pack a team with him that day in case we had low attendance. So, <laughs> uh, otherwise, he was going to be helping Dan judge. So I played him first round. 
he um, was playing Jakeem Thunder, Mary Marvel, Casey Spectre at Low Dial, and Clarion the Witch Boy. He, <clears throat> I guess, I'm not sure if he perplexed with Tickle or not, but I know he threw Mary Marvel out. She came up. She, you know, I, I knew she was coming across the map pretty much because he can't afford to hang out in the middle of the map against Crankbang. Um, because if you have a Clarion or a John Constantine or a low or like a squishy mystical who's like five clicks, one of the best things to do with Crankbang is punch the mystics character, take the mystics click without, you know, you choose your colossal, you don't choose your power yet. They're separate free actions. So you, you punch the mystical character, you take the mystics click on a running shot, you choose pulse wave. Now you have a seven square running shot pulse wave um, being colossal and having a four range with that pulse wave. So you can solo target someone for five. Um, so <clears throat> he didn't want to move into the middle of the map. So he sent Mary out to put a shot on um, Justin Seifert is what he would have liked to get to. But because of the way I placed and kind of knew what was going to happen, he was in the middle of the map. I placed all the way to the left side of the map, putting Justin in the back row uh, and putting Night Nurse, basically reversing my entire formation that I normally go with. Uh, I left him Isaac Bot and Clarion on the far edge to where Mary could move to. So he came over and absolutely toasted Clarion. Um and then I smoked Mary, and, you know, I moved into a position where I could heal the next turn because I did not hit the leadership with Isaac Bot. Um, and then he slowly inched up um, Jakeem and Clarion because Jakeem had TK, you know, the first turn available for him to attack. He wasn't going to go ahead and keep him tokened up and push him. So uh, since I had to heal and he figured he, he came up, occupied me with Clarion and Teakle, um, I bypassed Clarion and Teagle with Krang because I only healed up to click two so that I could get a six damage solo target pulse wave on his Jakeem, who was standing next to a wall. Um, I used the Seifert movement, but did not make the Seifert attack, um, <clears throat> so that I would not suffer damage reduction modifier, or deduction modifier, DDM. Um, so I moved over to the side where there was some blocking, blocking Clarion, his Clarion and Teakle and my team from being in the pulse wave area, and his Spectre was just outside of it, about six squares away. So I roll, and I crit hit, so it did seven to Jakeem, knocked him back into the wall and killed him in one shot. And at that point, the rest of the team just kind of played clean up on Clarion and the Spectre. So that was round one. Um, round two, I went against, um, now who'd you, you mentioned him earlier, Trent Morello, that's it. I'm getting better with names. <laughs> yeah, Trent um, was the uh, gentleman with the glasses. Right, right. Um, Trent played the four Shredders and Renee Tilly. Um, we both kind of joked like we didn't know how it was going to go, because we really didn't, you know, so we were just, you know, talking casually before the match, because... You know, there, there's no heat here. Uh, we figured probably it was going to be a slaughter fest. So he moves up because there's not much of a choice. If he doesn't move up 
as soon as he's available to move up and allows me to get to that turn, he's, you know, possibly going to lose somebody. So he moves all the way up. We're on Crossfire Canyon. Um, Renee has done her job. At this point, if she could prob me into a miss or something like that, then, you know, she's done more than what she was going to do in this matchup. Um, I go Colossal. I run up. I hit Renee for six and kill her. I choose Super Strength. I run, like, two squares back, uh, pick up a heavy object. So this takes me from I'm a six uh, down to a five because of DDM back up to a seven, which is just enough to kill the Shredder clone that I hit with the object. So that killed him. And they were were playing without the Oceanic trait, right? Right, because you, you can't play with that and fit all four Shredders on the team. So, Stupid <laughs> values. Stupid. <laughs> so I run back uh, with Batmite, um, try to get everybody in healing formation because the Shredders... I, I carry Clarion up with me whenever I bring Krang out to play and kill the two. At that point, I popped off um, Teagle, perplex him to an 11, and this is going to become a popular thing, so... I perplex up Tikal, I run up, I've got two probability controls on the blades. I have to use them all on the attack, going up against like a Claw Shredder, um, who is only like a 17 or 18. But I miss, I prob, I miss, I prob, and I miss again. So so Tikal's there with the Shredders. Um, I bring Isaac Bot out for a shot. He uh, hits one for side blast for three damage. It doesn't kill him, but just kind of you know, doesn't even really slow it down. It just puts it farther down its dial. Um, uh, in some cases, it pisses them off. <clears throat> right, yes, exactly. But the the basic gist of putting the Isaac bot out there was, hey, look, here is 30 points. Uh, take this easy 30 points and don't come base my night, my night nurse or my Krang so that I can heal, right? So I boot back or whatever. I, I take a shot. It doesn't do much. Um, I either take the shot or I don't. I think I was out of range because I used so much movement to get to him. Um, he comes up. They're shredding. Um, I move around um, using Batmite to give extra attacks to Krang. I'm killing shredders. They're coming back. I kill them again. Uh, at the end, we end up with I have Night Nurse. So in Crossfire Canyon, I have, at that point, I have run into the actual lower elevation part with Batmite carrying Krang around or he's carrying um, Night Nurse around with him. Or geographically speaking, the canyon? Yes, inside the canyon of Crossfire Canyon. Thank you. (laughs) So then we end up with I run up with Krang um, who is now you know, like click four or something like that. So he's okay. The mini shredder has been killed and come back on click four um <clears throat> i choose poison as my power now i probably messed up here by not choosing pulse wave but i thought maybe i could put i can't outwit him because he's in stealth so i thought maybe i could knock him onto an easier defense to hit well it's combat reflexes even after the poison because I, I don't know the dial i can't look at the back of the card you know what i mean so he's on, you know, a lower click now. 
I go ahead and go Colossal because I have to roll a 7 to kill him. I, I have a 12 attack. He has a 19 defense. I have two probability controls, one from Batmite, one from Crank. So I roll and I miss. And I roll and I miss. And I prob again with Crank, and I roll a crit miss. And then I take my two damage. And now I am absolutely screwed because there is an auto pen damaging shredder clone near me and he's also got really good attacks at that point so he rolls he hits his a precision strike attack and kills me um at this point the game is practically over but we've got time and i got nothing better to do so i run up and base him with batmite night nurse and i think the funny part is this so i'm on prob with batmite Night Nurse is 11 attack, 0 damage. So I'm like, alright, let's roll for crit hits. So, you know, I get up there and uh, I prop him out of a out of an attack that hits into a miss. And then I crit hit him with Batmite. He takes the damage. <laughs> then, uh, the next turn, you know, he, he has to clear or whatever. I crit hit him with Night Nurse. So I, like, do two damage to this mini shredder with a Batmite and a Night Nurse who, who both have crap. Well, like, the Night Nurse is, like, an 11. But she has to crit hit to do damage because she's a, a zero damage. But eventually, all, all things become right in the world, and the, the, the mini shredder kills them both. But it, it ended up being a 310-point loss. So I'll take it, right? <clears throat> uh, round three... I played Kevin Schaefer. I'm trying not to be boring in this. I heard one of you yawn. <laughs> so I played Kevin Schaefer. He's playing Coriander, um, Handstand Spidey, so Jason's favorite Spider-Man ever. Um, yeah. And, yeah. It was, it, and as a side note, it was a sketch, which I think looks really awesome. Yes, it does. Yeah. <clears throat> Kevin, I'm giving you props for playing Spider-Man right now. Right? Good job. Um, so, he's also got Clarion the Witch Boy, a Star Labs technician, uh, a symbiote, and a shifting focus Superman. So, he comes up, he, you know, puts some of his guys in hindering. We're on Crossfire Canyon again. Um, anytime I won map, I went to Crossfire Canyon. It's just probably my favorite map in the game. It's got a little bit of everything. Um... And it's wide open enough for Crane to be able to do stuff and kind of use the canyon as um, cover, I guess you could say. <clears throat> and it's got lots of hindering because a lot of people on my team have top dial stealth, like Batmite, Justin, Night Nurse, they all do. Uh, Clarion as well. So with this team, um, you know, he he comes up and... He gets the, the symbiote on Spider-Man first turn or whatever. He brings Corey up, carry in. Um, so everybody's up in in the hindering to kind of protect. Superman's there to um, bump up defenses on Clarion and Corey in the hindering. Spider-Man's sitting there um, with shape change from the thing. Um, unprecision strikable super senses and, like, what is it, like, four, five, six super senses as well? On Spider-Man? Yeah, he's got. Um, I don't think he has. No, he doesn't have four, five, six, two percents. I don't believe he just has a precision strike. Uh, can't be struck through that. Um, I'll look again and see. 
Okay. It's escaping me right now. That's fine. Um, I somehow... Oh, okay, that's why. I was wondering how I got on to click two. Spider-Man is wildcarding the Mystic's team ability. I run up with the secret action after going Colossal. I have not picked power yet. Spider-Man is the only one I can really target as a feasible target to get on to click two. He increases because... his roll by one in a range attack, Dave. Okay, that's what it is then. So he had uh, four, five, six, because I was shooting. So I run out. I bring Clarion across the map first um, for the probability control on the crank attack, because that just, just in case, right? And possibly a follow-up attack from Tikal, because I'm close enough. Um, what happens is Clarion's in stealth. Corey is... A high defense, I don't want to swing at Corey if I don't have to, because the plan is to hit his mystic Spider-Man if I can, and then um, use click two to solo target pulse wave Corey. If I don't hit that, the plan was to just swing away at Corey and follow up with Tico. But I, I want to take a shot at Spider-Man because I know that despite Coriander being there, that Spider-Man is absolutely disgusting, and with having Coriander, Superman shifting into a hypersonic piece and Spider-Man coming at me next turn, I probably need to have one of those pieces dead, or I'm probably not going to come out of that matchup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I get lucky, he misses the shape change, and then I hit him for six damage, he misses the super senses, the Spider-Man goes down. Um, I take a Mystic's click because he's copying off Clearing the Witch Boy. I go to click two. I have not chosen a power at this point since the Precision Strike would be kind of useless against a Spider-Man. I choose Pulse Wave. I run shot seven squares or however many squares over. It was, it was pretty much my full movement down in elevation since I'm colossal to where only Coriander is in my line of fire or in my area of effect. I hit the Coriander for a 5 damage Pulse Wave, sidestep up with Clarion, um, pop off Tikal, flex up his attack, and then I charge, and I hit for like a 4 blades and kill the Cori. Um, then I boot Crane back. At that point, it's Star Labs, Tech, Superman, um, and Clarion against, um, you know, my full force, um, a couple, t- he gets a few turns off. He he kills some stuff, and then, uh, but in the end, Crane's just kind of too much because he's just killing like two characters a turn. And, and the Isaac bot is not to be underestimated because he's really good. <laughs> um, let's see, fourth round I played against PJ Bolin. He was playing um, oh, the new Nighthawk Prime Merc with a mouth, um, Jakeem Thunder, Fenris. 50-point Magneto, and then um, I know he was playing some other stuff, but I can't remember it right now. Um, Basically another 100 oh, points another to Clar- his team. He had another Clarion as well. Yeah. Basically 100 points to his team he won uh, Little Rock with. Right. So so this team is good. It's got a million and a half attackers. Um, I think PJ was overthinking our matchup because, like, he was trying to think of things that I was going to do before I even knew uh, what I was going to do, you know? Um, It's hard to describe our matchup. Um, It was just very in-the-moment type stuff. Like, I can't 
I couldn't give you play by play on it because there was there were a lot more turns than any other matches that I played all day. Whenever I played PJ, and, and like every single one of the turns was very pivotal. So like there were a lot of shots where he could have killed Krang or I could have killed Jakeem that went one way or the other that didn't, and then eventually did. Um, I did end up losing that match by 10 points. Um, <clears throat> I had... So my those were my two losses in Swiss. I actually went 3-2, and two, but my two losses were 310 and 320 points. And then last round, I played Luke Shockley, who admittedly had a really good team built by Dan, but also did not have a lot of practice with it. Um, he had two Nick Furies, three Green Lanterns, and a um, Renee Tilly. Yep, past theme team. Right, past theme team. Really good team. Really annoying team. So what happened was we had already been set up, and he was like, basically he moved his objects. And, you know... I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and move mine up a square, too, because we had our objects right near each other, because my whole, my whole point was wherever he puts his objects is where he wants to land his nicks, and wherever he lands his nicks, I'm putting my objects right in front of those squares so that he can't put blocking terrain there. So that's pretty much what happened, is he came up, and he could only put blocking around the front. Now, admittedly, he turned off Crank's charge, and he turned off Seifert's ability to make Krang move out and attack. So the only thing I could depend on, and it was big, was literally my turn one was, I guess we're going to have to bat my out and, you know, try to punch a Nick. And I'll go ahead and be Colossal because I'm going to... So I moved up Clarion and tried to try to um, tie up the Nicks with Tickle and Clarion and, and keep all the other pieces in the way. So that the Knicks had to find a way to get through them first before they could shoot a crank. Because the second they get the opportunity to shoot a crank, the game is over. You know, I'm, I'm going to take like eight damage or more right there off the bat, and it's done. So I got lucky. He missed shape change, and I hit one Nick for like five damage. Um, even, you know, they both prob crank, but, you know, I had to roll a, uh, a five, so, um, so I hit one Nick. I kept him tied up. He moved over, and this is what I, I told Dan and Jason. I thought it was funny. The only people I crit hit pulse waved all day were people from our own play group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he runs Nick over. One of the Nicks is hurting pretty bad. He's regen a little, like for two clicks. Um, I run up with Crane. I pulse wave because. I'm colossal, and I can pulse wave up the elevation or whatever. I crit hit. I hit his Nick, or I hit the Nick, the Renee Tilly, and the other Nick, uh, launching both Nicks back into the wall. So uh, killing one Nick, effectively neutering the other, um, and then uh, wrecking Renee onto her close combat clicks, where, um, you know, at that point just... It kind of got out of control because, you know, I still had more follow-up attacks with Krang and stuff like that. So, really, that one failed shape change made the entire game, Um, I think, and and tying up Nick. If I hadn't had enough characters to tie up Nick, I would have lost. Yeah, I think um, 
I think what uh, Luke should have done, and he, if he'd had a little more practice, is he should have let you pick the charge. And yeah, got it. rid of Batmite's movement power. Yeah, got rid of Batmite and Justin's movement power because that really gives you more mobility than your charge would have. It does, yeah. Especially with the, I mean, I think he also was too much in a habit of putting his objects out and using those as his cover. You know what I mean? Um, I think at that point, it would have been better for him to realize why I put those objects there and then improvise and go to the left or right instead of up the center and take the chance with the Knicks not being in stealth because you're turning off my two main movement abilities. Go ahead and use your light wall markers in clear terrain rather than sit there and, and wait, you know? So... That was Swiss round five. I ended up getting like 1,824 points. And then uh, I was the 8 seed. I played P.J. Bowling again. Um, this time, Merc with a Mouth went ahead and did a free action turn one. He, he added plus one. And, and my first thought was, okay, P.J., is that a free action? And he's like, yes, it was. You know, he had to look at the card to make sure because... He's a relatively new new piece, and I was like, well, if that's the only action he took, and that's a free action, that means that I can target him because he took an action. So it was a free action. I ran across the map with the Justin Seaford. I chose Super Strength. I picked up his Hulkbuster part, and I hit the Merc with a mouth with it and, and one-shotted it and voot back. At that point, he had a retaliation. Um, I, I had also carried... Um, Clarion with me, which in retrospect, it was a play mistake to carry Clarion out because I couldn't target anyone with him or Teagle. I just was so excited about killing Merc with a mouth and having my bonuses all game that I kind of messed up, but it ended up paying off because um, there are just some games where people don't roll well, and that, that was PJ's game. He failed like six breakaways from Teagle. Um... There were a lot of opportunities he had with, like, a seven attack to, to kill Krang and missed. Um, I mean, I'm his friend, but at the same time, there's nothing, you know, we can do about that, right? I mean, rolls are rolls. And you got probs and, and stuff like that, and just if they're not falling, they're not falling. It's happened to all of us, you know? Yeah. Um, but the game was very dramatic. Like, there was a lot of big, big turns, just like the first time, and... And I only lost by 10 the first time. So this time, I, I don't think... I mean, the game went completely different. But at the same time, it also... Um, you know, wasn't super drastic. Like, a lot of the moves were still the same. Um, a lot of the power choices were still the same. It was just a slugfest still. Um, yeah, it was it was intense. And then um, <clears throat> I went on to play Kevin Schaefer in top four. Um, I felt bad. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think there's, had, I don't think there's a lot to talk about there. <clears throat> no, um, there was just mistakes were made, um, not on my part, but I'm not gonna like go into it. Uh, if you were there, you were there, and if you weren't there, um, I guess you could send me a message or ask somebody who was, um. Then um, the top, I played, uh, it's Jay, right? 
Yeah, J, J, J Major. J Major. Yeah, okay, totally. I couldn't remember his last name. J Major. Also playing the Shredders. Um, same format as the last time I played the Shredders, except um, we went inside. Um, he came up because we both knew he was going to come up. We joked about it. We're just like, all right, just get on over here. You know? So same exact thing happens. I know how far Renee is going to move up, so I had my objects placed over there to, to you know, get them. Um, I come out. I blank Renee off the map. I choose super strength, pick up an object, take clone out of the game. Um, I pen blast with Isaac Paw. Tico missed. I rolled a one on my Batmite. I got placed in the one square where the Shredders could have come and based me. Crane takes three penetrating damage. My next turn, I move Crane back with his own action to try to support with Nightmare since the Shredders are no longer adjacent. Uh, I roll a one on my support roll. Um, I decided at that point it's probably not worth it to go Colossal, so I use Seifert to take a regular, to make a regular shot with Crane to try to hit one of the Shredder clones. Um, I believe I hit. Um, I attempted to move back again with Batmite, this time carrying my Night Nurse, eight squares. I rolled a one again on my Batmite roll, and then the Shredders caught me like a turn later. Um, and at that point, I just um, I went ahead and gave it to Jay because, you know, Krang is down, um, Clarion is super squishy, I have no more Teakle because he died whenever he decided to whiff on the blades, or whiff on his attack, so he never got to roll blades, and, and Isaac Bot was obviously put out there so that he would kill Isaac Bot. Isaac Bot, of... didn't, didn't Isaac Bot crit miss himself? No, that was against Kevin. <clears throat> but, so, you know, that, that game just went how it went. Um, he placed very well. Um, you know, I, I asked because he... I feel like he plays better than Trent did, and he's been playing the team longer. So, so that would be one one reason why. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting second in some pretty cool stuff. So, well, congrats, Dave. Thanks Good job, man. Didn't bore everyone to death with my explanation. <laughs> no. Oh, no, you're fine. It's fun. We like to talk about ourselves. It was a long, <coughs> it wasn't as long of a day. It was certainly certainly shorter of a day. Than our uh, fifty-four person WKO. Oh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as uh, draining. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am now twenty points away from my semifinal uh, buy, so that's good. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll run through the rest of our top eight real quick. Um, I don't think we saw anything that was too terribly unexpected. So we'll just cover, we'll cover our uh, our shredder team. So we had three guys: Jay, Zach, and Trent. All come from Columbus. Uh, so Jay obviously won with a Shiva Claw Mini Clone Shredders and Renee Tilly. Um, no Oceanic Resurrection. Dave was second. Uh, Kevin Schaefer uh, was fourth with his team. That Dave talked about earlier, the Spider-Man Coriander, Superman Clarion, Star Labs Tech. Uh, Zach Grizzle was third with a little bit different take. Um, 
So he played uh, Betty Brant, Mini Shredder, Shredder Clone with Oceanic <clears throat> Resurrection, Shiva Shredder, Renee Tilly, and Nighthawk Prime. So one thing I do want to say though about this specific build of the Shredders is the guys from Columbus, you know, as we would say in Kentucky, bless their heart or whatever. Um, they had to play each other a lot. They all three had to play each other uh, twice almost. Right, and if I am not wrong, um, the ones with the four Shredders beat the Nighthawk one solely based on the fact that they just put out more penetrating damage. Like, so the Nighthawk is good against the field, but when you put it up against another pure Shredder team, it's it's going to win. Like, the Nighthawk goes down. Yeah, Jay had so, to go against everybody, I think, twice. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they also experienced what we experienced, uh, travel seven hours and play your teammates. Right, but I mean, that just means they were doing good because they were up at the top tables all day long. So, I mean, yeah. they did it to themselves. Lose a game, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so in uh, fifth place was uh, PJ. Um, sixth place was uh, Matty G. When he was playing uh, Merc with a Mouth, you said his team earlier, didn't you? Yeah, Double Green Lanterns. He had um, Merc with a Mouth, Isaac Pog, Jakeem, Fast Forces, Jean Grey, Green Lantern, uh, and uh, KC Green Lantern, and then Domino. Isaac Pog making his Isaac meta Pog. presence known. Yes. And then um, seventh place was a uh, shout-out to our... A uh, good friend of the show, uh, Tommy Lytle. Uh, yes, sir. Good job, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy was in disbelief. You have broke the glass ceiling, sir. Uh, it is only aces from here for you. Great. First top eight. So he was playing Jakeem Thunder, Batmite, Mr. Nobody, uh, Jean Grey, two uh, K- JSA Green Lanterns, and Black Cat. With a symbiote object. So, so for everybody on the realms who will complain about Jakeem, they also need to give mad props for playing Mister Nobody. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy and uh, Sam uh, played uh, Mister Nobody. Uh, they got to blow up Hulkbuster parts and uh, all kinds of stuff all day. Nice. So, congrats, uh, congrats to Tommy and. Mr. Nobody, making waves. <laughs> uh, and then 8th place was Trent, playing Renee, Shredder, 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 Shredder. Um, much like, uh, just like Jay's team was. So, uh, I appreciate those guys coming all the way from Columbus. That uh, Right, congrats Jay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it really congrats. means a lot to know down. that, uh, you know, and uh, I would like to thank Trent. He said that... Uh, the reason he came back down is how well our uh, WizKids Open was ran. So uh, Awesome. Hopefully yeah. they'll continue to come back down. Yeah, that made me feel better about all the how much my feet and legs hurt at the end of the WKO weekend. <laughs> Those are long days, man. That they are. So we want to cover our uh, community questions next or rules? Uh, community questions in case yeah. Jason has to dip out. All right. That's fine. Uh, let's see.
let's see. Loading them up here. Uh, first question <coughs> comes from Chase Summers. Um, will you have my baby? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Sorry. I could probably hook you up with a good surrogate, but I don't have the uh, the body parts required for having a baby, and I'm trying to watch my figure. So <laughs> I have to say no, but but I still love you. I mean, Chase, you're sexy and all, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't carrying no man's baby. Yep. Yeah. This is not a, a weird '90s movie. Uh, there's Dan with the '90s references on this show. Nice. Yeah. Junior. Um. So, uh, DJ Riggin asked, "Have you seen the ruling on Hammer, on how Hammer works, and what are your thoughts?" So, uh, WizKids put out a ruling for Super Rare Hammer. It's O fifty nine A from Deadpool set. Um. He can combine his, that's more like a personal tank, and his advanced tech genius, which allows him to use RCE, and when he makes a range attack targeting a single opposing character, he may target all opposing characters adjacent to that. When you do, modify Hammer's damage value by plus one for each hit target. So WizKids rules that those two powers do work together, and then also note that each hit ter- each hit target will be dealt Hammer's final final calculated damage value, rule of three. Uh, so folks are taking that as reading um, that if he has five damage, you deal five damage to the target, and then everybody gets uh, five damage as adjacent. So, Jason, did you get a chance to read that today? Yeah, I read on it a little bit today. So is that kind of how that uh, how folks are taking that? Yeah, that uh, Jay Solomon actually posted right below that question. It looks like a, clarific- a quote from the clarification page. Uh, it says if uh, you, to target if you use both to target multiple characters, or an effect instructs you to divide the damage, you divide and assign the attacker's damage value between all hit targets. In all other cases, the character's full damage value is dealt to each hit target so when dividing the damage you may assign zero damage to a hit target but all damage must be assigned so but basically what's going on is RCE allows you to target one character but then his trait kicks in line you target multiple characters because you targeted one character with RCE and there's nothing telling you to divide the damage among all hit characters they're saying that you deal the full damage to each hit character Gross. so boom Thanks. Guess what he doesn't do though? Ignore hindering terrain. <laughs> but he just got a whole hell of a lot better. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, for a fifty-point piece, you can pull it off props, right? Yeah. 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 The, my issue is that uh, getting a fifty, getting any character into place for an RCE attack is not the easiest thing to do. Gee, yeah, baby. He has six range and sidestep, so he doesn't have the longest range. Uh, but sidestep and RCE pair nicely together. Uh, but with, yeah, like with a little said, TK from Gene Gray, you could uh, wreck a jet and all his little Ultron friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then imagine throwing a mini tank with it. Yeah. Boom. Boom! 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 Seven to everybody. Suck it. Everything's dead. I win. 
you suck. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, the, that'd be the time like uh, he misses for me. I'd have like oh, five, right. I'd have five probs on it. Doesn't matter. Still, just fucking tanks every out. time. <laughs> be like, yes, I get to do this. Miss, 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 miss. But you only needed a three. Doesn't matter. It'd I crit be, missed five times in a row. It'd be worth it, man. It'd be worth it. Yeah. So that's neat. I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it into the neat category until I can think of something cool to do. Until until we find people who can effectively pull it off, or we come up with a combo. Like the best thing I can think off the top of my head right now, without like looking at him. And just knowing what Jason said is like a Jean Grey sidestep or range combat expert. Let's see what happens. Yeah, but at at 50 points, you don't necessarily have to build around him necessarily. I mean... Right, right. You can just be a little attachment there. Yeah. Maybe we'll see him in 400 Limited. Maybe. If you can pull that off, it would be in 400 Limited. (laughs) That's yeah, why I, I like think... the. That's why I like the. You can't see me, tech. <laughs> Still. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, John Cena, the John Cena special power. Oh my god! That's <laughs> what you need to call your team for Asheville is Team John Cena. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, <clears throat> two two hundred points. Lex, Lex Luthers will do that. Oh god! Very true. <clears throat> oh man! So. um... DJ asked another follow-up question. If you can make one video game series into clicks, what would be your choice? Dave? You play more video um, games than the rest of us. <laughs> Thanks. No, um, uh, I will echo PJ Boland's sentiments whenever he has asked this, and I will go with the Fire Emblem series. Uh, I know before I had said Final Fantasy, but I almost think it would be nigh impossible to make them as powerful as they can be. So um, I would like the Fire Emblem series because it's got a lot of um, a lot of characters. Um, you know, they have your basic magic, um, swords, axes, lances. Some people are on horseback, so that would look cool, especially now that we know that this can be done. I mean, we've got unicorn on a, or Deadpool on a freaking unicorn, so, so you can give me a guy on a horseback, right? Um, and they've done it in Lord of the Rings, I believe, haven't they? Yes, yes, they have. Okay. So, I mean, we, we've had fantasy sets. It doesn't have to be modern. It could be golden. It might be one of the only golden sets that I actually would be interested in buying stuff from. But I think it would be kind of cool. Um, so, mine is uh, already <coughs> been made. It's called uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. So cheating. <laughs> It was this cool fighting game where you could be Iron Man and War Machine and, uh, you know, fight against your favorite, like, Street Fighter characters. Um, it's pretty cool. Well, I guess, yeah, it's been made, hasn't it? Yeah. Because we got Street Fighter and Marvel. Now, I mean, the, Cap- the Capcom <laughs> stuff, there's some Capcom stuff that hasn't been made, like uh, Mega Man and whatnot. But uh, Yeah, but nobody likes that guy. <laughs> Mega Man would Shut be your a, mouth. Mega Man would be a super <laughs> awesome hero click. I would just like all the villains like in one big pack. Oh, that's Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> Always had fun playing Mega Man. What about uh, what about you, Jason? Um, well, let's see. 
Halo? Oh, oh no, wait, they already did that. Uh, <laughs> right, that was a legitimate answer. That wasn't like a pre-thought-up cop-out like mine was. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't get to play a ton of video games uh, these days. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Do Halo a classic was, one. A classic one? Yeah, A man, classic, classic game. Hmm. Gosh. How about Battletoads? Battletoads, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Playing with Frogman and Thor, Frog of Thunder. Hell yeah, Frog Beam Team, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. My brother, me and my brother play that a lot on the NES. I, I, yeah, I, day. I think any of those games would have been fun. Um, I was thinking about this for another question, but um, how cool would it be to have Battlefield promotion and then you could use something like Super Mario? Uh, right, so you start out with your basic Super Mario. You get a couple hits in, and you get tokens on him, and uh, then you can change him into like Fireball Mario or Tanuki Mario or Leaf Mario or whatever kind of Mario you want to upgrade him to through Battlefield promotion. Would be kind of funny. What about uh, shifting no. focus Mario's? Yeah, there you go. Ooh, and maybe one of them is uh, giant size because he ate a mushroom. Nice. Yeah, yeah. kind of sweet. It would make yeah. Mario not super lame, which he yeah, is. Yeah, Battlefield promotion sucks. <laughs> That's because there's I'm really sorry. nothing worth promoting into. Battlefield promotion was too hard to do for one. For that was the whole problem. It's just a shitty version of what shitty shifting focus became. <laughs> that is true, right? <coughs> All right, so, so there's your answers. <laughs> All right, uh, so Ed Shelton writes in. So, Ed, I think you had a typo here, but I can't confirm that, so I'm just going to read it as how you put it. Oh, read it as how it's intended. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know that for sure, though. Uh, uh, it doesn't make sense if you don't. Mm, I don't know. You can. Uh, how many fats can you fart? I don't know. I farted a fat before, I think. <laughs> All uh, right, go ahead. All right, no, that's okay. How many farts can you <laughs> fart if you drink eight beers? The world has to know. Um, me personally, I don't drink beer because it all tastes the same and it's gross. Dan is an alcohol snob. I don't yeah. drink beer either. It's swill. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I try not to fart at all if I'm drinking alcohol because that is breaking the seal. You never break the seal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a fart seal when you drink? Like you just continuously fart? No, just like, don't you get like that weird like feeling like you got a crap? Once you start drinking? No, not usually. Or me, or... Nope, nope, can't say that. I don't know. Maybe it's because I never have anything in my stomach whenever I freaking start drinking. It's more effective that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Ed, we don't... uh, I I just try not to fart. I don't want any accidents to happen. Yeah, the vodka doesn't really do that to me, so uh, I'm going to say zero. (laughs) Yeah. That reminds me, we are going to have to like force Jason to drink at Rock Cup this year. Oh, you don't, yeah, have, to, you don't have to force me to drink; just pay for it. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, sure, whatever it takes. We can I'm, start I'm a GoFundMe. I'm, I'm good with I'm good with vodka or Jose Cuervo. Yeah, all right. Oh, as long as you yeah, keep your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, let's start a GoFundMe page to get Jason drunk at the Rock Cup. Uh, all yeah. donations are accepted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This rubber band. <laughs> Brian uh, Poling writes in, "What's the best cure for crane bang? 
I'm thinking 65 milligrams of prime hawk and 140 milligrams of jakeem. Uh, and as Dave points out, that ODs you on Prime, so. <laughs> well, sorry about that. Those are two meds you can't take together. I wonder if he works at a pharmacy. No idea. Um, well, and so so Kevin puts on here, uh, you have to think outside of the box and attack on your first turn. <laughs> Kevin, no. Yeah, oh, no, Kevin. Yeah, so in short, Dave, I mean... Kevin tried to break first-round immunity and can't break first-round immunity. Yeah, he placed a lot of characters, and there was technically had never done anything illegal. And if it was Swiss, I would have said something, but it was top four. And after all that, he comes over with Corey to try to punch Justin, and I have to remind him that it is uh, still first turn. So I still have immunity. Uh, I let him go ahead and take the the coriander action back as far as the move and attack so that he could get her farther away or, or keep her where she was before she started the move and attack. But all the other stuff kind of had to stay because none of it was illegal. So. Yeah, so as far as, like, you know, active judging the top rounds, um, I was like, this is awful, but it's not illegal, so I can't say anything. Right, yeah, and, and that's pretty much how I felt. Like, I had my head in my hands because I was like, I, I really don't, like, to me, I was like, wow, this is provided dice fall on the table okay. This almost hands me a win, but I don't feel good winning that way. So, But at the same time, I, I wanted my semifinal buy. <laughs> so. yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that if he hadn't broke first turn immunity, he would have given you a heck of a good fight. Oh my god, he would have. Yeah, he would have, for sure. So. so, anyways, to answer Brian's question, what's the uh, what's the uh, cure for Kringbang? Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Saber goes away. Yeah, yep, so that's I mean, pretty much uh, it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the Justin is broke. Krang is not. Krang sucks without Justin. Yeah, I can go with that. Um, the quickest answer that I can give you, other than retirement, would be. You need to have Nighthawk Prime. Um, I would say Merc with a Mouth, but he's still very conditional at times. And the one turn that you don't take away as modifiers with Merc with a Mouth could be the one turn you change the entire game around. Um, I would not say Outsiders. Um, Outsiders may not give him a 13 attack, but he continuously, on this build, gets to attack with a 4 damage because he doesn't suffer DDM. Yep. So and he gets to pick a standard power. So I mean, he can use Psyblast as one of those or a pulse wave or something. Um, so what you need to have is you need to have Nighthawk Prime. You need to have a taxi that can get you across the map turn one, like within range to do stuff. So if he wins map and passes, you know, or what, or you need to win map, that would be helpful. Um, you need to be able to get across the map. You need to be able to put some outwits and some outsiders or something on Krang. Um, and you need to be able to put damage on someone immediately. So like a clarion with a teagle, you need to kill Justin. Um, if you have a large team, you kill Justin Seifert, and then you kill the night nurse. Yes, your Krang will be running around wrecking stuff, 
but he has no source to heal himself. So eventually he's going to slow down or he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Um, without yeah. the Justin, he's not nearly as broke. He doesn't have the movement. Yeah, and even something like Turtle doesn't even slow him down that much. It does not, not at all. And if you let him get close to your Nighthawk Prime, you're probably losing your Nighthawk Prime. You better hit that shape change, or he's dead. Yeah. So if you if you do play Nighthawk, you do not give Krang the opportunity. Or you do like we did with Night Tickles, you bring like a 25-point uh, Nightwing to Outsiders him. So if he even does base Nighthawk, he still doesn't get his bonuses. So. Or... Or apparently, Jay must listen to the podcast and, <laughs> and turned off your ability to roll dice. Well, that, yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Definitely true. Yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't include Batmite on the thing, because there's still a chance Batmite helps the crane kill himself. You, yeah. uh, If you can base Night Nurse and stay alive for long enough, that's a really good thing to do, too, because you can't support outside of it, you know, whenever someone's adjacent to one of them, so... But if you can't move the whole map, then just be ready to lose some stuff. Like I said, I lost twice in Swiss, and they were each over 300 points yep. in the losses. So, Or or have enough barrier to uh, to clog up the... to build another building inside of a building. <laughs> that works as well. Yeah, because yeah. he's going to blow at least one of them up with the Justin movement. Yeah. So if you, if you like, double stack them too deep, then... Then it's not going to benefit him to go colossal just to break down two barriers. Yeah. So. Hi, hi, Alan Scott. Hi, Alan Scott. Hi, Alan Scott. <laughs> oh, that stupid piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just traded for two more of those. Rock on. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, the robots the robots die when Justin dies. I think. I mean, Just at least create they, something solid. Yeah, I mean, at least uh, yeah, something solid is your best chance. I mean, if you don't, I mean, meh, you know, it, it's going to happen. I thought Kevin Shaker's team was really good as far as dealing with the crank. He had three pieces with like full move and attack or hypersonic speed, with the ability to come up and and beat the crap out of Crank's support. So. Yes, I mean, this is second that um, second time that Shifting Focus Soups has uh, came in as a. A good secondary piece on a 400 point build, right? Well, no, yeah, the, the, the other one was on a 300 point build, so. He, he's a flexible piece. You know, he's a range attacker, a close attacker, a hypersonic speeder, or a defense buffer. So, while it may not all be on one dial, he's a very versatile secondary attacker. Yep. Um. Jay said he thought he had a question, but he doesn't. And then he asked one later. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Bardo, uh, will the rise of Fenris be stopped by Nighthawk Prime not retiring? Uh, no. No. Probably be stopped by Merc with a mouth. <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at the sixty point slot, right? Sixty to seventy point slot there. I mean, Nighthawk Prime, Fenris, and Work With a Mouth are all good options, and they all provide different roles on your team. Including so, Clary. <laughs> yeah, and Clarion, right? Yeah, don't forget about him not retiring either, so. Um, uh, I think Fenris is awesome. I mean, just because you don't get the plus twos, there's still utility in the piece. 
even if you go yeah. up against a Nighthawk, you still get knockback or uh, knockback or penetrating damage. Yeah. Um. And, and let's be honest, um, Nighthawk is 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 going down in popularity with Jakeem out there. Jakeem is a versatile tentpole piece, and they both take up the same prime slot, which is why a lot of the top players have been playing Merc with him out lately. Because he is a conditional Nighthawk prime that still takes away your stuff, even if you base him, and he doesn't take up the prime slot, so it frees you up for things like Jakeem Thunder. I think you're still going to see Fenris plenty. He's cheap yeah. enough to take a gamble on. What yeah, is, is Fenris a he or a she? Or should we just call it's it a both? It's a both. It's a both. Right? It's a, it's a twins. Yeah. It's a twin. The twins. Yeah. Yeah, I think Fenris is great. It's kind of a new take on a duo, I guess. Yeah. Duos are going away. I didn't well, even really so... think you. Well, you there's two of them on there. You modify their attack by two. Their damage. By two. <laughs> well, so someone told me when it first came out that they only re- this that's not a good duo piece because they only have their power when they're touching. Oh, like in the comics? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So it's not like uh, Superman and Superman or whatever, like World's Finest, where there's two beat sticks teaming up. These folks are just regular old dudes unless they're touching. Well, I mean... That's still a good piece, at least. <laughs> Maybe not quite so awesome in the comics, but still a good piece. So Yeah. Uh, next question is, Travis Aaron, what property would make a better click set, either five-figure uh, five booster or foil like the Turtles? Your choice and why. Power Rangers, League of Legends, or Dragon Ball Z? I'm going to say Power Rangers. You can do colossals. You could do uh, vehicles. You could do uh, all kinds, all kinds of characters there, man. It'd make an awesome five-figure set, I think. Yeah, and they've had enough. It's like turtles that they. That would be my answer as well. They've had enough different uh, series <clears throat> and comic books uh, to have enough to pull from. Yeah, just drop in colossal retaliation from the Megazord. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! I'd love to have a Megazord. <laughs> You know, you so, could have the, you could have the individual Zords as vehicles, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on! I would totally play the pink. I would totally play the pink ranger. You could probably even find some of the weapons to make good, like you know, equipment objects or something. So, um, can I cheat on my answer, sort of? Go ahead. Okay, so it says five figure booster or foil, like the turtles. So what I'm going to say is, if it is a five figure booster set. I will go with Power Rangers. Um, like the guy said, there are colossal pieces. There are... And, and think about this. Think of all the weapons that the Power Rangers used. Like, there were, like, low-grade enemies that they would, like, throw all their weapons together and make, like, a super laser bow and arrow thing. That could be, like, equipable objects that some of them come with, which would be sweet. The Green Ranger could come with his uh, flute dagger thing. Which is, like, the only person I know in anything that has, like, a musical instrument slash weapon that's a dagger. Like, most of the time it's, like, more looks like an instrument, I guess. Yeah, I gotta have a dragon sword, dude. <clears throat> right. So, that alone. So, you go with the, the eight boosters, one colossal pack. You get, like, dragon sword, mega sword. You somehow make them interchangeable to where, remember when they would all, like, um, come together and make, like, the ultimate mega sword or something? 
Yeah, the, like it, oh, yeah, yeah, it very yeah. rarely happened. Like only in like two, three part episodes, right? Um, right, where like the Dragon Zord and the Megazord came together. Right, like Megazord got like Dragon Zord shoulder pads, and then dropped into that other like white Brachiosaurus dinosaur, and then it, like rolled out like a tank, firing lasers and missiles and shit everywhere. That would be really cool. Um, just so you know, watch just so you know, what goes through your head right then is what goes through my head every time I play Clicks. <laughs> just, just the I want to go fire up Netflix and watch the Power Rangers now. Yeah, just <laughs> shit rolling out, blowing stuff up, lasers, mystical energy firing everywhere, fucking right, question so... stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know why he's there. He's just there. It would be a good way to introduce um, like a Power Rangers team ability. And, and the best part is there's so many different like good guys and bad guys. So you got like seven like over what 20 seasons of power rangers if you include some of the ones from japan that didn't come here that weren't titled power rangers um keywords could be really cool so like that they had a huge one in japan because they have more power rangers there and but we also did an american version called forever red where there was like this big threat and all just the red rangers came together Right, so they pulled yep. former cast members from like 15 years ago, and they're all Red Rangers, and they all come up and like fight and stuff like that. So imagine like a sweet, um, like each Ranger has like a keyword specifically for like it would have been great before ATAs were getting retired to have like a forever red ATA. Like they just if if this pair character has the Red Ranger keyword modified attack by plus one or something, you know. Would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah. But we can't, we can't have ATAs, Dave. Sorry. I'm so, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Apparently, I did not know that we were all Power Rangers fans. I learned something new about my friends today. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up um, when Power Rangers was really big, and then my kids, whenever they were younger, watched a lot of Power Rangers. And the acting never got any good, but I don't know. Just... I can, I can be enthused about it a little more than Turtles. Now, I'm probably about to get past your nerd level with this, but if we had a foil set, I would say that Dragon Ball Z would be better suited. Because if you're not going to go full-out Power Rangers with Colossals and Zords, uh, then just don't do it. <laughs> because there will be too much that's missing, right? So Dragon Ball Z would be another thing that I was talking about with the Battlefield promotions. How familiar are you guys with DBZ? Uh, they, uh, nothing. They they scream okay. they scream for fifty minutes and then make one attack and blow up a planet. Right, it's, very it's, similar to a HeroClix game. Um, it's a guy named Goku. <laughs> that's about all I know. All right, so they're Saiyans, and as they, it's weird because if they get beat up, they become more powerful, right? Um, but they they go into separate stages. So like, um, during a thing called the Frieza Saga, Goku becomes Super Saiyan, which uh, up to that point was just kind of a legend. And, and then they kind of ruin it by, like, making, like, at that point, like, more levels of Super Saiyan. So where, like, uh, one of them, Gohan, becomes the first Super Saiyan 2. And then Goku becomes the first Super Saiyan 3. And then they've come out with the new movies and stuff. So if you're just going the original series, that would be cool for Battlefield promotion. You've got a regular piece. Um, he either goes to a certain amount like, uh, down his dial and has, like, a stop click where you can replace him or gets KO'd and you can replace him. 
or he gets enough tokens to Battlefield promote and go Super Saiyan, you know, some of them can maybe start Super Saiyan and have, like, a higher point value. But um, there's a lot of stuff you could do with it and, and utilize interesting mechanics. And my favorite part, if they did that, is either one of these sets would give you a huge buff to the martial artist keyword. There would be a lot of martial artist things running around. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm done with that nerd explanation. <laughs> no, I uh, I learned something new today. I, the more uh, you know. Yeah. I kind of want to go. I'm excited. Power Rangers comes out this <coughs> Friday, so. Yeah, Boom. you can see that. Boom. We should have been sponsored. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Look at that advert we just gave right there. Um. The- yeah. Uh, Drew Warren asks us, uh, Deadpool set, most meta chases. Uh, can the Ultra Chase be meta? What paces are your favorite? Um, chases for me, Pulp Pool and Champion Pool. Agreed. Fair enough. I was going to say Pulp Pool. <laughs> uh, so Edwin um, from... Uh, I don't know if it's Edwin in Strategium yet, or is he just Huntsville? He's, he's part of Stratagem. Yeah. <coughs> Stratagem? Did I say it wrong Re- again? It's Stratagem. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, George Bush. I'm pretty sure it's Strategium. Strategery. It's Strategium. I thought it was Stratagem. I don't know. Easton will correct me again when he listens to it. <laughs> um, can the Ultra Trace be meta? Uh, maybe? Um, yes. Just um, it just takes the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. PJ keeps talking about playing it. Um, maybe not within modern. Yeah. If he had his boy Alyosha, still. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think if there were more alternate formats in the rock, or at least people ran more alternate with like uh, Rock Age stuff, then yeah, definitely. He's just so point heavy, and he's not like a, a traditional tent pole. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what pieces are your favorite? Um, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, like of the character. Um, I don't know. Go ahead, Dave. Chipmunk hunk. Yeah, because I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> Chipmunk hunk is awesome. I can second that. I, I, I have to say, like, uh, Fenris and Uncommon Domino and Cable. How? Oh, Cable's good, yeah. How did you, uh, whenever you played Easton, what did you think of Prime Pool? Or was he just using him as, a like, a healing piece? He was more of, like, a healing battery than anything else. Okay. I mean, and he was, I mean, I had to just, like, <clears throat> basically ignore him when he came on the map. Right, because, like, you're not going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. I, I had two chances to kill him with Pulse Wave. And unfortunately, missed both my rolls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the only thing left on the map at the end of the game on Easton's team. And he had, he's on his last click. What was your overall impression of the shifting focus Deadpool's in the meta? I like them. You, you think they got a place? Yeah, I think so. They're pretty versatile. I think they do the the free phasing uh, combined with the uh, one that you can carry and does the free free attacks. Uh, that's a pretty cool combo. <laughs> and then you swap them to do it again. 
Yeah, and then you've got a, got some good close combat options there too. Uh, so yep. yeah, I de- especially with all the countering powers that's going to come around, shifting focus is going to be a big thing, I think, because if you're getting your powers, your power, uh, sorry, powers countered, you can swap into something else. Do you yeah, think that they are um, more powerful or less powerful than the soups? Hmm. They definitely play differently. Like I don't, you're not going to have like a defend team that's just like super hard to hit with them, but they're probably more resilient because of prime pool. Uh, I think I, they have a little, they're a little more flexible. I think. Yeah, that's just and there thing. is one Deadpool that is in Dom, so <laughs> whereas the Superman has no in Dom. Right, and and Dupe Dupe was pretty was pretty cool. His traits uh, pretty wild. 35 points, he's got prob and yeah. uh, invincible. <clears throat> uh, if I if I had, I knew he was going to be a threat, so I just had, I knew I could take him out so if I could hit him in one shot, so I just made him my first target. Uh, I could see he was going to be a, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. He is a problem. At least he's less of a problem than his uh, con-exclusive brethren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I don't know, uh, Drew, my favorite piece, I don't know, I'm going to say the Ultra Chase because I've got one. Just say Chipmunk Hunk. <laughs> no, I don't really like Chipmunk Hunk, I'm going to be honest, Dave. Oh my god, you're a terrible person. <laughs> probably, but I just don't like you. <clears throat> it's like, probably, but that's not making Chipmunk Hunk any better. Yeah. Uh, John Drap. Uh, first of all, John, thanks for coming out from St. Louis. You and Polly G, we were glad to have you guys. Definitely. Um, and then the favorite team that we saw in our super qualifier. Um, I got. I got to be honest. I like that four shredders and Renee Tilly. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he did. He did beat you, Dave, with only rolling two attacks. Yes, this is true. Um. So, I mean, that, that has something to say for it. Um, what about you, Dave? And you can't I say like Jeremy's team. Eight Riptides and I, a Vanisher? Eight Riptides and a Vanisher. <laughs> it didn't do great, but, I mean, it's just an awesome team. I love it. Were you about to say I can't pick my own team? Right. Okay, yeah. Um, I also really did like Kevin Shaker's team a whole lot. Just uh, everybody was a solid attacker, except for Star Labs tank, but... We know why she was there. But, um, yeah, I mean, she... I, I'm thinking she because I'm thinking about the Coriander. Um, but, no, it was a really good team. I liked it. Um, like I said, I'm sad we didn't get a slugfest in top four. But I'll take my second-place finish, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I didn't really see any team that I thought was, like, particularly bad Saturday. Um... I thought everybody has some really well-rounded teams. Um, I can say that I probably didn't like, and this would include my own team, uh, and maybe Luke's lack of practice made me dis- be disappointed, but I didn't really like anything with Nick Fury on the main force. It just doesn't seem like his year to me. No. Um, I mean, I know he won a 300 event, but um, you know he did have Corey and Clarion with him. Which are two also very proven pieces. 
Yeah, so you heard it here first. I said that I was not a fan of Nick Fury. There you go. You just like Pocket Nick better. Um, I might just like Nick after ATA's retire. Um, I don't know. He's just kind of squishy, though. My problem with him in Limited is that he's just squishy. I mean, six damage is not hard to come by. Yeah, but it has to be, you know, like... It has to be penetrating because he's got toughness. He has to miss his shape change. You have to hit him because he has probs. And then, you know, he, he gets regen and and he's got stealth. So you can't really psi blasting most of the time. So, I mean... Yeah. I think he may seem squishy in a format full of Jakeems and Cranks. But I, I wouldn't exactly call him squishy with all the stuff that he has. Fair enough. I think you're just disappointed because Luke didn't do too hot with it. But he only had, like, what, three matches of practice before the rock? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, well, maybe I'm just disappointed I... in Luke. <laughs> Damn it, Luke. Freaking yeah. disappoint me. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's really my thing, is I'm just disappointed in Luke. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> um, if he had had another week to practice, I think he would have done better. Yeah, so I guess if you had to pin me down to an answer, um, God, I don't know. You can pick my team. It's okay. No, you know, <laughs> nobody played Chase Question, so... Um, it's a travesty. Yeah. I don't know. If you had to pin me down to an answer, I think I would go with Kevin's team as well. Yeah, it was just a really good team. Yeah, I see more value in uh, Spider-Man than uh, I previously have ever. <laughs> because of Kevin? Uh, just because Spider-Man's, they made decent Spider-Man's finally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the whole thing was, um, I think we only had two Krangs at the tournament? Yeah, two Krangs. And one of them didn't even play Seafood, so. Yeah. Jason's like, haha, they love Spider-Man! Yes! Yes, love Spider-Man! <laughs> So, uh, either that or we've lost Jason. It's possible we've lost Jason. Uh, I think Hannah wanted something, so he might be on mute. So let's just uh, continue. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about there he is. Back. Yeah. He's oh. back! Oh, man. Jason missed us talking about how much you love Spider-Man. Oh, we hate Spider-Man, Jason. He sucks. Oh, no, I, I heard all about it. Damn. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Pour out the love for <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's move Good on job, to the next Kevin. question. Uh, Ed Shelton asked follow-up question, which would you rather uh, have never-ending... What would you rather have? Never-ending pies of your choice, but you can never eat steak again? Or never-ending beef, but you can't eat cake again? Mm. I would go with the uh, I can't eat cake, because he said that I could, can't eat cake, but that means I could still have pie, so... <laughs> He's left a loophole, damn it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say never-ending beef and no cake. Yeah, because beef is freaking expensive. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I can make a cake for less than what it costs for a pound of beef. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to eat cake every day, but I can sure as hell eat beef every day. <laughs> and also, beef comes in many varieties. 
You know? True, true. I can put There's... beef into a pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is true. Cake also, never might been you my can make a shit choice. ton of tacos with never-ending beef. <laughs> you can have taco Hell pie. Yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Taco soup is fantastic also. It is. Yes, it is. Pour it's just way more flexible than cake. Taco pie soup. Oh my god! Just what is going on here? I would have tacos every day if I had never-ending beef. <laughs> <laughs> what if the never-ending beef isn't like beef? What if it's like me and you got some beef? No, I think we're talking the animal. <laughs> I right know, here. but I yeah. think it'd be funny if it's like you just have beef with everybody. <laughs> oh god, that would not be fun at all. No, that would not be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we're assuming that your question means <coughs> that we have uh, right because it's in comparison to steak. Yes, so yeah, yeah, cattle beef, cow beef, <laughs> not like a rap battle beef. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, if, although if I was in a rap battle with uh, everybody, I don't know, that would be kind of fun. You know uh, what? I would pay to see that. Man, we got a lot of questions today. We uh, do. So Derek Scott Lewis, Derek Lewis asks, uh, after witnessing the continued success of PJ Bolin, along with my own dominant prowess on the top topic, what is the clicks off approved meta beard, and what is the advantage of said beard? Is there any hope for those folks that are fully challenged getting their meta beard game on point? That's a hell of a question. That's, a, that's <laughs> the longest question that we've had so far. Um, I would say it gives you something to stroke during the game. Um, While you're thinking, yeah. Yep. That's all I really got. Beards are awesome. Less maintenance. So gives your what, opponent something to focus on to get their mind off the game. Right. What is the Clickstaff approved meta beard? Um, have one. Yes, have one. Have a beard. Just have I don't a beard. care if you're only yeah. twelve. Yep. That means Mike Baker needs to get his child a beard. Yeah. Big Mike needs to get little Mike a beard. Perfect. That's right. Get get little Mike a beard. Start a GoFundMe. Uh, all right, <laughs> Buy him like this luxurious beard. <laughs> all right. So Jay Major asks us a serious question. For those that are trying to get into meta play, is it better for them to just net deck a team and play <coughs> it or to make their own team and work out the kinks and improve it? And what uh, should they look for when building a team? Um, and he says, I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer. Um, I'll start with the same advice that I always give, um, is that you have to practice your team. It doesn't matter if you come up with something original or net deck it. You have to practice it, practice it, practice it. Um, and you have to, if, if your opponent knows how your team works better than you do, you will have a bad day. If you're going to net deck it, understand how it works. Don't just play it because it won something. Right. Right. Um, I would add, I mean, because those are both perfect, is if, you're, if you've been playing, you understand the game. Like Jason said, you need to understand why that team is as good as it was to place as high as it did. Sometimes teams that aren't great can go farther because they have a really good pilot. And then there are some teams that just get a bad matchup that are great teams that will eventually break through. Um, Like Dan said, practice, practice, practice. 
And, and if you're just getting into the meta, it's it's perfectly okay to like net deck a team and go to a rock because until you go to a rock, sometimes you don't really understand the meta until you get to sit down across the table from it and play it. And then you know you can be inspired, I guess you could say. Um, watching Patrick Yapoko come to our first rock inspired our whole playgroup to think a different way. You know about what's meta, what's not. Um, is this piece truly competitive, or can I play this piece in its spot and it be more effective? So I mean, like the fact that we did really well with our first competition at Big Bang, as far as a local playgroup, was super impressive. It was the first time any of us, I think, other than Jason, had gone to a competitive uh, right. HeroClix environment. And this was in 2014, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. We practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced for that. I we mean, did. To the point hardcore. of, like, yeah, to the point of people were really pissing each other off. Yeah, and it, pay, <laughs> and it, it paid off. It did. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just find inspiration. Sometimes I will go up against someone, and I will see part of their team, and I'll be like, man, I think I can make that team better at this. Right. Or harder to kill if I add this. So, so I mean, just get out there. If you want to play your own team, play your own team. If you want a net deck and you understand how to play it, you've practiced it, and, and you kind of want to go in with something established in order to go in there and be inspired, then do that too. Um, it's, just, it's really up to you. Just get out and play, and don't be discouraged because you don't do super well your first time out. Right. Or... Any time out. Everybody has a bad day every now and then. Yep. True. Well said. Um, uh, Nick, we will... Nick ask us about the thoughts on the mind control changes. Um, we're probably going to run out of time. At least I know I'm going to run out of time myself to cover the rules changes tonight. Thumbs up on mind control. Yep. Rat King is bay. Yep. <laughs> so Chris Motherman writes us... Okay, well, you guys got a lot of questions, so if you don't get to mine, that's cool. Well, we're getting to yours, Chris, so... Uh, vehicles, should you take another look at vehicles from Nick Fury? And characters <laughs> in vehicles, I assume, can't have their powers countered, so that is a plus. Most characters can't be one-shotted if they're piloting a vehicle. Uh, just looking for some ideas about vehicles, thanks, as always. Um, yeah, I think a vehicles will get better, uh, if somebody says, you know, outwits your precision strike in prob, right, on the vehicle, because that's the two powers you could pick, uh, just pop out that character, and then they can use those powers. True. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with your your assessments within your question. Um, I know PJ was talking about maybe doing it, and if he doesn't, I may try to play Sky Cycle in uh, Michigan. Right, because a vehicle is not a tactic; it's not larger than a peanut. Yeah, Sky Cycle would be the one I would pick to play right now. Sky Sky Cycle is awesome. <laughs> I think uh, PJ was thinking about going back to the well with a KC Spectre inside of a Sky Cycle. Oh, nice! <laughs> with like twelve range, and then imagine, and I think uh, carry. Yeah, it's a vehicle. Carry yourself a whiz kid with you. 
Right? You <laughs> yeah, like a, you, you got like a five, four or five damage side blast with like a huge attack and like a thirteen range, right? So that could be kind of cool. I like it. How many? Man. Huh? I like it. <laughs> right? That's what I told PJ. I was like, if you're not playing that, I might, I might have to thief that in four hundred limited and give that thing a shot because that is really cool. Um, I hope he's not mad that I gave that away. But there's really nothing you can... It, it's a team that you can't prepare for, though. So, I mean, it's not like everyone's going to be like, look out, everyone, the Sky Cycle's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, not the Sky Cycle, please! Oh, gosh, that sounds fun. It does. Oh, man. So fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about the old... Uh... Yeah, you know what? I want to post this and hope everybody in Asheville plays Sky Cycles. Do it! But no, I mean, like, think about it. It's one of the only things that can benefit while carrying um, Wizkid around, because he flies. Yeah. True. So, I mean, and, and what, the Wizkid and the Sky Cycle? How much is the Sky Cycle? 50? It is 50 points. So that's a 75-point combo? So, I mean, within, like, a 400 limited format, at least, you still have a crap ton of points after the Sky Cycle Wiz kid, and, and maybe Spectre, maybe you go with someone else. You know? Hey, maybe Dave, you go... uh, yeah. no, never huh? mind. Never mind. What, <laughs> what were you going to say? It's all Nothing. Right. Never mind. Not going to work. Were you thinking Mistress Death with False Wave 2? Mm, no, not exactly. <laughs> Ten range false wave with Mr. Steph in the sky cycle. It's not a bad no. idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pack around WizKid, but it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, you can pack around WizKid. Yeah, but not if you want to pulse wave. No, that's true. Ugh. Oh, man. Now you guys are making me doubt my team for uh, asking. Do not ever doubt. Midnight Suns. <laughs> mm, that's true. Yeah, I mean that team is just that team's weak against like regular stealth, right? So you could carry <laughs> you could carry Wiz Kids and Ace the Bat Hound with you. Oh my god! <laughs> gross. Oh, so that is gross. Throw some puppy power at their ass. <laughs> yeah, so that would be uh, with Spectre. What's what Spectre's base damage? 130 points. No, his damage, not his points. Oh, shit. I don't know. Three or four, four I think. Four? four. So, so uh, you're looking with, at six side blasts. Yeah, with uh, improved targeting, because that's what Pick a Power Puppy gives you. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. Oh, man. What's he, what improved targeting does he give you? Hindering? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Somebody's going to first place with this crap now. Just watch. <laughs> well, don't don't forget 35-point Green Lantern uh, can break stealth, too. Uh, White Wall Marker nice. for adjacent that can't use stealth. Mm. Gross. Ugh. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on while I go look for my pick-a-power puppy whisk kid and Sky Cycle. <laughs> um, with the new Matthew Armor uh, uh, John Robinson Deadpool Meta Ajax 2 that's not a question John <laughs> what does Ajax 2 mean though I don't know Is talking it... about Ajax nah. nah Deadpool Meta um, Fenris Shifting Focus Deadpools Fast Forces Domino 
Um, oh, hell, Merc with a mouth, no. Chipmunk Hunk. <laughs> He's That's 20 points, he can leap climb out and then freaking quake you. That's sweet. Oh, did you say uncommon domino? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, her, oh, abilities, Cable. her ability stacks. Yeah. Cable can still be really good. Uh, He's one of the only people who can phase away from a shredder and then pop him from range. Okay. Uh, Matthew Armour asks, with the new rules that keep coming out, how many of them you think will have to be reworked? I none. None. Cause that's They're not going to rework them. Yep. They've been uh, doing it. They've been doing it for two years. They're not going to rework them. Yeah, get me, <laughs> not, at least not for a year or two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Path, uh, Peter, I almost said Pathew. Um, <laughs> Peter, uh, Peter Marshall Leaf. What, what if Elseworlds? Ver, what, what if Elseworlds versions of characters would you like to see in the upcoming sets this summer? Personally, I want to see a Captain America Sharon Carter and a, a Mixie Superman. I'm already getting my wish with Sorcerer Supreme Punisher. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting my wish with Sorcerer Supreme Iron Man. So, okay, so Elseworlds. I've looked up a few things. It did show in the, some of the pictures that were released that we had the um, the Sheriff Diana Prince. Yep. Uh, figure coming out, which is based off an Elseworlds comic that came out. Um, now, this description says she gathers a posse of Kid Flash, Hawkman, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, and Martian Manhunter to bring uh, Felix Faust to justice. So, thing I do not want to see is Felix Faust. Things I would like to see, Cowboy, Kid Flash, Hawkman, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, and Martian Manhunter. Probably not. But it would be cool to have, like, her whole posse, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, we haven't had a Kid Flash since, um, was it Teen Titans, or did we have one in the Flash set? Not Teen Titans. Okay, so since Teen Titans, Hawkman with a cowboy hat just sounds cool, and looks cool from the comic strips. And and Martian Manhunter is a cowboy, that would be kind of cool, and we're about to lose our only modern Martian Manhunter. So, I don't know. I think comic book... Characters look pretty cool in cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair enough. So I think for uh, time reasons, um, we've already talked about PJ. He won Little Rock. So congrats to PJ. These are all 300 Modern Limited. Oh. Hey, Dan. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. What if Ghost Rider Professor X? <laughs> yeah, we hope we get that one. Yeah. For the sculpt alone of just Ghost Rider rolling around in a wheelchair instead of a motorcycle, like penance staring people and stuff. That's true. I don't have any Elseworlds ones just because I'm not a huge DC guy. On How dare you? Well. Uh, yeah. So we can cover these results real quick, just with the winners. I mean, it's three hundred modern limited. We us personally haven't got to play a lot of it. Uh, we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing four hundred in Asheville. Y'all are going to be doing <coughs> four hundred in Michigan. 
Uh, right. So I mean, I don't really. Yeah, all, all the cool kids are playing 400. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just really, I really don't have a lot of you know insight into that format. You know, uh, but congrats to PJ for Little Rock. Uh, congrats to Brad and uh, Georgia for uh, winning with Crang Bang. Crang Bang. Um, Howard got second. John Robinson got uh, third. Um, and uh, Kari Simpson uh, had a Justice League theme and got fourth. Uh, there was only like uh, 14 people at uh, at that one. I, I still think those top four teams, um, next time we have more time, we should definitely talk about them because a lot of them were... Uh, some of those teams are really good yeah. and really well, unique. And really... We have them next time. We'll get them. Yeah, yeah. we should, definitely. Yeah, we'll record a .5 episode of all this. <laughs> um, and then uh, Bountiful Utah... Uh, the bountiest of Utah, uh, the 16 players. Uh, Scott Hickman won with uh, uh, full point Green Lantern, uh, Flash Green, uh, full point KC Green Lantern, uh, JSA Flash, JSA Green Lantern, Adam and Adam <coughs> with the All Star Squadron. I love it. Super unique. <laughs> I love that. Uh, second place was Jakeem there um, with Deadpool, Mark with a mouth, Mystique and two Hulkbuster parts. So. Um, I mean, then we've got uh, Shredders, Clarions, uh, Joker, Jakeem, um, Big Boy Soups, actually. Um, and then in eighth place, actually, funny enough, we talked about the Hammer. The guy had a soldier theme team with Nick Fury, Hammer, Hammer, Soldier, General Lane. Slot out with. His team would have been a whole lot better should have uh, had the new Hammer ruling back. So, all right. You guys got anything else to talk about today? I think I'm good. All right. Same. All right. Well, I'll talk to you all later, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today, and uh, tune in next time to Click Stuff. Later. Bye-bye.